All right, so we would, we've been talking about understanding and, and unscrambling your mind and how, you know, we're taking on this kingdom life. Living a kingdom life is totally different than just living a natural man's life. I remember we gave you last week, we gave you the different diagrams, the natural person, the worldly Christian. All right, so we said the natural person is a person that uh, has what? Left the door open to the flesh. This is Master Life class, 915, right? The natural person has left the door open to the flesh. So the flesh is influencing your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your flesh is, 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 is influencing your sight, smell, sound. It's all flesh. It's all about what you feel. All right, so the worldly, the worldly Christian has opened the door to the spirit now, but he's left the door open to the flesh. And so now that's where we're carnal-minded. A lot of us are here, not because we're evil, because the world set it up that way. After a while, the world said, I can't stop them from opening up to God, but, I, but I'm hoping that they stay open to the flesh. And then they call it something called balance. This is when we say, well, you know, you got to have a balance. But we, we're taking, yes, you have a balance with work schedule and a balance with play and stuff like that. But we're taking our lives, our Christian lives, and thinking we got to balance it out by doing fleshly things. But that's, that, that, that person is dangerous. Because you're closer, remember we did the snapback example? You're closer to the flesh than you are to the spirit. So you'll never get where you're going, right? And the world has set it up like, see, see, they'll give you phrases like legalism. They'll tell you, see, that's all that religion. And then you'll start to conform to it because, you know why you're conforming to it? Because it's a stretch for you. Then you'll get offended when people keep, place this demand on you. You know, I was uh, the training my son for basketball. He had to work out. Like, you ain't getting around it, son. You got to work out. It's a reason why you had 40 and then you had four. Right? So, so you got to stay on this thing. Right? But it's not, it wasn't a punishment. It was, this is what you want to do. This is what it costs. And the scripture says, how many people sign up for this life and don't count the cost? It costs something. You have to pay the price for fulfillment and to experience the power of God. And so it's a kingdom life. So the, the scripture tells us in Romans 12, too, to renew our minds. Because our minds are more carnal and really don't, this, all this Christian or spiritual stuff, our minds are like, man, come on, man. Can't nobody even really do this. Like, this is impossible. And so we're renewing our minds to now take on a kingdom. Even when we, like, like you notice how uh, we jump to conclusions? Our first thought is to get offended. So something rubs us the wrong way or somebody didn't do stuff on time or the way we want them to do it could be your spouse. You notice how you, you get anger first? Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I mean, where's she at? Stella, you talked about it, okay, since you put yourself on the line at 915. She said she would just get offended first. But really what it was is she just wasn't comfortable with herself. So, but she was snapped back. Well, when you renew your mind, your mind tells you to be patient when you're being chastised or broken. It tells you to forgive them that do you wrong. Pray for them that despitefully use you. That ain't no worldly thing. That's a kingdom thing. You see what I'm saying? It says walk by faith and not by sight. The worldly thing is to walk by sight, not by faith. Like if I can see it, if I can control it, I'll do it. But the, but the kingdom thing is Oh, no, no, no. I'm believing for things that I can't see. Look on the things that I see that I can't see. Look, don't look on the things that I see for they're temporal. I'm going to look on the things that I can't see for they're eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. So even though this looks crazy, God tells us to move to Charlotte. We've never been to Charlotte in our life. Kingdom life is we go to Charlotte. Worldly life is, man, we stay in Columbus. We got, we got all these people we know, all these people we have relationships with. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we do the, the easiest thing. You know, we the thing that's more popular. Right? See, see, kingdom life is you don't get caught up in keeping up. This church over here is doing that. This church over here is doing that. No, you do what God tells you to do. You take your time. You organically grow and you grow as a family. But you don't get caught up in keeping up. Worldly things is, oh, we better hurry up. They're doing this over here. We got to do it too. So... We can keep up with them. 
No, that's not. That's you see, we, we're, we're renewing our mind. Worldly mind is I visit God every once in a while. Kingdom mind is God is first priority. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All things will be added. Right? It's just a different mindset. It's hard to process though sometimes. Um, and, we, and, and, you know, we, we talked about this last week. You know, I, I get it. This is too much. It feels like too much at times, doesn't it? I mean, like it seems, the reason why some people call it legalism because it's like every time I think I get something, there's something else I need to do. But it's the same way on your job. It's the same way. Now, now I haven't seen yet. Maybe y'all think this and y'all haven't told us. But I haven't seen yet y'all women go, this is too much. Y'all be getting this hair together. Some of y'all change hair like every two weeks. No, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, and you be, you be getting, you're working it out. Some of y'all be spending four hours to get your hair done, right? Okay, did I just make that up? Don't some of y'all spend four hours? Some of y'all spend four hours in pain if they tightening them braids up, right? Right? And you know you can't leave that permanent too long. That'll scorch you. But you understand what I'm saying? What, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is we're diligent with that. Like you got all different types of wigs. You got all different types of products. You got, well, I'm going to say this respectfully because this is, this is, you know, she's going through different revolutions of hair. But she be, but she be having so many, different, so many types of products. Like she be, she be, I'm like, babe, but what about the other product? Well, you know, that was working for a while with your hair chain. And she just keep changing products. Like, like she had changed more products. Listen, they should like let her be the tester. Like, just call Melanie and she'll let you know if the product works. But what I'm saying is like, you see, I know that she's pretty diligent with that. Sometimes we're running late because I mean, I, the curl got to be right. Like, you know, all I'm saying is you live that way. That ain't something you visit. You live that way. It's a lifestyle. So it's what you do without thinking about it. Oh, babe, no, I'm not going nowhere looking like this. And then, you know, as guys, you be like, no, you look fine. Yeah, okay, that's nice that you say I look fine. I ain't going nowhere looking like this. Ain't nobody going to see me like this, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is, do we do that in our walk with God? Are we saying, I'm not going nowhere looking like this? Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. Listen, I don't care if you think I'm fine. I, I got to get to a level where I'm, I reflect the image of God. Right. But not go. Oh, here we go again. Because we don't say here we go again when it comes to that. That that. Because y'all be doing them nails, too. I noticed that, too. <laughs> you know, pedicure. I mean, the list goes on and on. The stuff that y'all be doing. And, 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 and y'all thought I was letting the guys off the hook. Guys, too. Like, we ain't playing around. Like, like, don't don't be putting your hand in my head unless you know the way the pattern goes. <laughs> she my wife used to be like, hey, baby. I was like, babe. It's a pattern. Yeah, it's a pattern. It goes a certain way, you know. <laughs> you see, I was like, you, you, you know, so we're diligent. I was talking about the guys shaving their heads earlier. You know, everybody's diligent. Like, we don't, you, Mr. Lamar, I know you don't walk out the house and don't look in the mirror. I know this. That, that wasn't even a question. Everybody in this room know it. <laughs> right? We know our brother, right? We know he done looked in the mirror before he left the house, right? Can I get an amen from the people? <laughs> right? You understand what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is... It, 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 you see what she said? But, but check this out. Check this. <laughs> you ain't right. You ain't right. But check this out. Right? But that's your lifestyle, right? That's just how you flow. Like, I mean, you love yourself, right? Well, you should. We, we know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you said it. I mean, but that's, but, that, but I, I appreciate it. That's better than not loving yourself. Right? But what I'm saying is it's a lifestyle. So I'm saying do we have that same flow with reflecting the image of God? Right? And so we talked about, you know, to take on the image of God is it's just so different. Because it's, it's, it's some agony at first. 
Like coming to learn the word, reading the word, reading the word during the week, reading the word after you done went to work, uh, you done uh, did your meals, went to the gym, you know, you had to take care of your, ch your, your children, and then you got to read. Now, what is your flesh saying? Hey, hey, you notice how we got good class participation on that one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to sleep, go to bed, you know. Somebody said watch TV, you know. Because you almost feel like, man, I spent the whole day doing excruciating stuff. I got to enjoy this day, right? I got to see OKC. Well, you can't see OKC now because they're they going home. But uh, my, bad, my bad. Unnecessary roughness, personal foul. My team wasn't even in the playoffs. So. <laughs> All right, but my, my whole point is God is asking us to go through the agony for him. Yeah, to really be, uh, all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Waiting for us to become, like, you know why people complaining? Because they have the wrong people leading them. They have the wrong, they're helping the wrong vision. So you're supposed to be faithful in another man's, but not in somebody that's abusing you. You know why they're being abused? Because you're not, you haven't manifested your vision. They're supposed to be faithful in your vision so they can get their own. So people are so frustrated because the, the God's men and women of God are not in place. The Bible says when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Because the right people are in place to, to not only give them a place to sow seed and serve, but also give them a place to learn how to grow into their own vision. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so everybody's waiting on us, but we got to go through the agony. You know, when I, when I, uh, I was, uh, I, told, I told you a story before, but I was just started living for God seriously. I started seriously living for God when I moved from New Jersey to Ohio and I was sitting around. I was like, Lord, I want the perfect girl. I didn't know scripture. I didn't know about virtuous woman or nothing like that. And the first thing God said, I've told you a story before, but God said, what's she going to get? And as soon as he said it, he gave me a visual. God shows me stuff in open vision of what my future wife would need for me. Scared the life out of me. Because I was like, I'm not that guy. And one of the first things I knew that woman needed was a man of God that was in this word. I was not in the word like that. That day, I started reading the word like crazy. Because I was like, it was almost like a sense of urgency. Because I felt she was getting closer. But I wasn't ready. So I started reading. I, I, I read, if I show you my old Bible, I marked the whole thing up. I just kept reading. I've been reading ever since. But why? I was preparing myself because all creation waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, she was waiting for me to manifest. But I wasn't going to manifest unless I dealt with the agony of changing my discipline from just basketball and other foolish things to the word. Right. So so, you know, we're going to do a, a teaching here in the next few weeks uh, called doing what's best for the ones you love. But not just when you when they're in your face, some of y'all need to be doing what's best for them now. They have to do what's best for Tatum now. He's going to need more than they have that they can't give him in their own strength. There's, there's, listen, you're pretty thorough. So you can be as thorough as you want. You can't give Tatum everything he needs. That's a man of God. Yo, hey, that, hey, that's Samuel. So you might want to go read. That's Samuel. So you, listen, you, you better, you got to be prepared to be raising a Samuel. But you, just, you can't just be casual with God. Samuel needs something different than everybody else. Y'all think I'm talking about Natalie? You understand what I'm saying? All right, okay, good, good. All right, so let's go to first first Corinthians two. First Corinthians two. And so where do I start with gaining this understanding, clearing the path, Gerard? You know, so yeah, you know, because how many people say to themselves, I just want to know what my purpose is, right? You, you say that a lot, right? And, and and so purpose is almost like declaring a major in college. Like, even if you declare your major, you still got to take the requirements. You got to pass the requirements, right? Actually, you got to agonize through the requirements. Because half of the requirements ain't what you're going to school for. 
I mean, we call them D2s when he's in college, but you know, read Macbeth. I, don't, I can care less about Shakespeare and Macbeth and the Canterbury Tales and all that stuff. I actually remember that. You know, I used to actually have the Canterbury Tales memorized. Yeah, it was a requirement. Well, but, but what I'm saying is, that wasn't, I mean, what is the Canterbury Tales, Macbeth, Romeo and Juliet, what's that going to do for what, what I do now? But I had to agonize through that because it was a requirement. It was a part of the discipline. So purpose, even if you discover what your purpose is, you ain't getting past the preliminaries, the requirements, right? And, and that may be a little more agony. So what do I do first? First, I have to sharpen my spiritual discernment, right? Because I'm, I'm trying to discover what I'm purposed to do and not keep making, you know, because we make a lot of mistakes when we don't know, right? So Minister Lamar is the only one. Okay. All right, and you know, I, I, again, and I'm not trying to be smart, but I'm just saying recognition, we talked about this in, in, in the Master Life class, but recognition is important. Like recognizing where you are, you can get where you have to go. So it's not, you're not putting yourself down, you just recognize it, man, like, I gotta really get this. So sharpening your discernment, because see, if I discern properly, you know how you hang out with people and then later on they betray you? Do you think that they, they had the betraying bone in them the day they betrayed you? No, there was a plant the whole time. And so, so, so they, to, to get in close to you, what? They had to get you to relax, get you to open up. And if, if, if you're insecure and you're needy, they just keep pumping you up. You're special. There's no one like you. I've never seen no one to do stuff like that. The whole time they're just trying to get closer and closer and closer. Sometimes people are trying to friend you to sabotage you. And the closer I get, sometimes they happy when they look at your marriage and they're going, hmm, I got to figure out a way to infiltrate that thing. But I got to play this right. Get her to relax. I get all the intel I need to destroy that thing. So you have to sharpen your discernment. You have to sharpen your discernment. Now, your discernment is, is uh, we, we, something we call here quick recognition. Quickly recognizing moments of obedience. Quickly recognizing moments of obedience. Because obedience is what leads you to fulfillment. So when I discern, when I pick up, when I have that knowing in me, like, so I'm moving. And then I had that knowing, whoa, 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 I need to stop here. So this is important. I need to look harder, right? So sharpen your discernment. So first, first uh, uh, Corinthians 2, 14, it says, but the natural man, remember we just talked about the natural person just now? The person that's open to the flesh? It says, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Now the Bible says the Spirit will show you things to come. So he'll, he'll guide you and lead you into fulfillment and purpose. But you can't receive what the Spirit is saying because it's foolishness unto you. The scripture says it's like, it says, natural man receiveth not uh, the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know or be intimately acquainted with them because they are spiritually discerned. So I got to cross over to being the, uh, let's go to the spiritual, uh, that's the worldly Christian, the spiritual Christian. So just staying open to the spirit, but closing the door, crucifying the flesh, closing the door of the flesh. Listen, this spiritual walk is not about balance. It's not I do something spiritual and I do something fleshly. That'll kill you. The Bible says double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It says, it says you're lukewarm. You know, Sometimes you're spiritual, sometimes you're fleshly. I spit you out my mouth, is what the scripture says in Revelation. So what I'm saying is, we gotta get to a point where we're spiritual and, and let God speak to our mind, our will, and our emotions, you know, and let him lead our life, be led of the spirit, be crucified, buried inside of Christ. Crucified with Christ, Galatians 6.20. And so that's the thing. Now we can properly discern because we're being led by the spirit. They that are led by the spirit are the sons of God. So that, that, that knowing you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things, 1 John 2, 20 and 21. That knowing says, even though everybody else says, oh, this is cool, anybody could do this. That knowing says, no, nah, don't do it. As obvious as it may seem, don't do it. And you got to roll with the knowing. 
But if you're not sharpening your, your discernment, you won't even be able to pick up God's signal. You'll be so numb to God's signal. And then, you know what? God gets heat for that. I can't believe, Lord, you love me. Why did you let this happen? And God is saying, I told you not to go there. I told you not to make that choice. You let your emotions, your flesh, your carnal mind override with this, the, the spirit's willingness to keep you out of that trouble. Because you haven't been strengthening your spirit, man. Scripture says be strengthened with might in the inner man in Ephesians 1 verse 18. Right? All right, so, so, so again, um, and the scripture tells us in Psalm 119.60, says be quick to obey. So if I discern, know what it's saying? It says maximize your moments. The scripture says uh, walk circumspectly, redeem the time, maximize your moments. Because sometimes we only have that moment. And your life changes based on degrees. Uh, we were at a pastor's retreat and pastor, uh, Dr. James Merritt gave this example of, a, um, he said, I think it's, I, you may know. So what is it? If you boil, if, before the water gets to ball, boil is what? Is it 112? Yeah, 212. 212? 212 is boiling. He said at 211 is just warm water. At 212 is boiling water. One degree changed the water. Right? Yeah, and I've told you the story before. My friend is a pilot, and he said, if I turn that number one degree off, I can fly in enemy territory, taking the family on vacation, and either get shot down or forced down. Get put in prison all because I'm a degree off. So if I'm casual, if I get in the plane, because every time he would get in the plane, he would do these checks. He's, you know, check, 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 check. And, you know, you can get weary with well-doing. You can be like, man, it's, it's cool. You know, that's what one of the guys, uh, JFK, uh, crashed his plane, the uh, landing gear was leaking fluid. But you, you partying, you chilling, you didn't check. So when it's time to land, you have no landing gear. I might have the wrong person, but I'm just saying. But you, you know what I'm saying? So you got to check every time. That's how our life is. We're trying to elevate to another level, just like a plane. We got to check every time. And if we one degree off, we can end up in enemy territory. And we can either be put in prison or our whole purpose could be shot down just by a degree. But the interesting thing is we risk degrees all the time. We're casual. We're not even that guy. He was going to plane and he would look at and make sure those numbers are exactly right. Some of us walking in the plane, we're going, it's probably cool. What difference does it make? I'm not saying I'm not saying it to be evil. What I'm saying is think of how we're living our life. We're casual with the things of God. We're diligent with the things of the world. Diligent. I'm talking about we don't slip a day with the things of the world. But with God, we're kind of casual with it. We like, oh, you know, if you have to choose between doing something worldly and godly, be like, well, you know, I can sacrifice the God thing. You see what I'm saying? And, and we got to watch that because we're within the next few weeks, we're going to be in some some situations where we have to make some decisions. And there's going to be tempted to be overwhelming because you ain't been here before. And the thing is, you have to make an accurate decision. You got to hear from the spirit because it won't be obvious. Put it this way, it'd be five good things, but you got to choose the right thing. So you got to sharpen your discernment where you can make that decision. Now, he that has ears, let him hear. All right. All right. So and then uh, Proverbs four, let's go to Proverbs four. So we want to sharpen our discernment. And then this is, this is the thing that sometimes eludes us, and I don't think it's intentional. I just think, you know, you know how sometimes you just don't want to know? Because you know if you know, you're accountable for what you know, or if you're like, I just, I just don't want to know. You just, you, you know, like, you know, you're around, let's say you're around a spouse that's detailed. And so, you know, they, everything's scheduled, right? So, what you like, you just don't want to know. So you got that right. You know, that's what you're thinking, right? You're like, you got that right. Yeah, you got that right. Then you're in a crucial situation. You actually need to know the information. And then, you know, there's a misunderstanding, right? Because why? The person ain't been paying attention, but they're holding you accountable. Well, you should have figured that. Don't, don't, didn't you get that? Like, well, hold on a second. Text, like, we together, right? <laughs> Yes, so, 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 but we don't want to know. And that's dangerous because we're going to need to know. It's going to sneak up on us. We're going to, see, 
when God takes us to another level, especially if you're couples and stuff like that, uh, but, but that we take you to another level, we need the whole team paying attention. Like, we can't just be one person checked in because now that person is so broke down, they need you. But you ain't been paying attention. Wow. Right? All right. So, all right. So, let's go uh, Proverbs 4, 1. It says, hear ye children the instruction of a, of a father and attend to know, be intimate with understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. This is Solomon talking. He says, he taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words. Like, don't just let them go through you. Retain them. Absorb them. He says, keep my commandments and live. He says, get wisdom, get understanding and forget it not. He says, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not and she shall preserve thee. Love her. And she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Look, with all thy getting, get understanding. With all thy getting, get on. Like, because we're always trying to get something. It's just with all your getting, make sure you get some understanding. It's going to take you a whole lot further than all the things that we actually put an effort in doing. Right? So get it. Exalt it. Embrace it. Um... Proverbs 8, you can write it down for yourself, 1 through 17, it tells you to get wisdom. It says, I am understanding. I love them that love me. Now, see, now, 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 when it says love, okay, I love my wife. So I flow a certain way with my wife. My wife is essential to me. She's not an accessory. So, so besides God is Melanie Bradley. That's why I hurt so much if she's dissatisfied, you know, like. I'm already, I'm already bleeding. <laughs> you want my vessels too? No, <laughs> right? But, but, but what I'm saying is, but that's love. Love is no, no, no greater love than this than the man has for his friend. He'll lay down his life for his friend. So love is you're laying down yourself. What's important to you. So this is saying love wisdom, love understanding. Lay down what's important to you to make sure you get understanding. Don't cheat it like an accessory. Cheat it like it's essential. Right? This uh, 1 Corinthians 14 20. Uh, I'm gonna just, you could just write it down. 1 Corinthians 14 20. 1 Corinthians 14 20. Um, now, the whole chapter is talking about the contrast between the gift of tongues, and that's uh, the Holy Spirit, the gift of tongues. Also, if I speak the gift of tongues up here, there needs to be an interpreter. But then it's talking about unknown tongues where you speak it unto God you don't need to interpret but it gets to verse 20 and it says be not children in understanding now it's talking about understand this process understand the difference between these gifts because you're going to need this power don't be casual with it because ah, it's just different for me I can't yield so I don't want to know about it I can't float so I want to know about it well it's not something I can control so as far as I'm concerned it's not important that's not true it's power and so it says, be not children in understanding. Children, all right. You know, uh, we, we, we had a basketball program at, at the last church. So we played in the pro-am. So you got all of these guys play top college basketball on our team, play pro overseas. And my son and another young man, we allowed them on the team. And so, 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 so in practice, we're going through a V-cut, all right, a back screen, screen, roll, this, that, and the other. And so you had three major guys that was giving instructions, me and two other guys. Man, the one guy stopped and snapped. Okay. Like, and you could tell it was like, enough. I can't remember all of this. I said, oh, I know what your, your issue is. You're trying to remember everything, ain't you? I said, don't try to remember everything. Just, just receive it. It'll come back to your remembrance because you're practicing habits. Don't get overwhelmed. You know, you start panicking. Am I going to remember this? Am I going to remember this? Am I going to remember this? And then you just shut down because you're like, man, ain't nobody going to remember all this stuff. No, it doesn't work that way in the kingdom. You absorb, you receive. The Holy Spirit brings it back to your remembrance. I tell test takers all the time, go in with a peace that the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your remembrance. But if you go in with an anxiety, oh, my God, hope I remember this. You know, some people have taken tests and all they wrote is their name. They've been so, it was so overwhelmed, 
Look, they could have skipped question one. <laughs> Went on to the other questions. They so overwhelmed with question one, they just, all they wrote was their name. Right, and see, that's, that's that, fleshly, uh, that, that fleshly nature. It gets overwhelmed easily because it likes to comprehend or master information. Right? That's what it means, the master information. And the spirit is saying, hey, I'm your cloud. Just store it in me. And when you need it, all you got to do is click on. <laughs> right? And I'll, uh, I'll pop up what you need. So you don't have, hey, hey, I got it. You like your computer, you put too much information on the computer, slow down. It's not working properly. But you have a book drive or you have a cloud to, to reserve that information so your operating system can work at maximum speed. And this is what God is trying to tell us. Just, uh, I gave you the Holy Spirit to store the information. And he'll bring it, he'll bring it to your remembrance. Yeah. Look, look, he said, he said, He'll, he'll give you all the things that I shared with him. So all you got to do, Holy Spirit, you got to help me with that. Holy Spirit, give me an understanding of that. Right? We good? I So the scripture tells us in John 5, 39, it says, search the scriptures to see if it's so. So when you get information, you write, you take notes, and then you search the scriptures. Now what happens is when you start to get into something, it becomes a part of you. You start to absorb it because now you're delving into it. Now, now it says search the scriptures don't fight against them. Search the scriptures don't fight against them. Some of us are fighting against the scriptures. It's, 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 you're, you're wrestling. You can't absorb anything you're wrestling with. You don't have to wrestle. All you got to do is take your time, read through it. See, your peace is Holy Spirit to bring it back to my remembrance. Holy Spirit to bring it back to my, my remembrance. And so a lot of times we struggle as we grow in church because we have bad learning habits. But we're holding other people hostage for them. As opposed to what I've had to do in my life is I had to elevate my learning habits as I've grown. I, mean, I'm, I was around a, a man of God, uh, you know, things ended not, not great, but I still have to appreciate uh, all that I learned. I learned a lot from this, this, this guy. And, and the interesting thing is, some stuff I ain't understand. Made absolutely no sense to me. But you know, I used to say, Lord, take me to that level of understanding. See, I didn't walk around with the arrogancy like, if I don't understand, something's wrong with it. That's pride. I'm suing, I'm, I'm, at that point, I'm assuming I know all things. What I, what I assumed is, if God sent me underneath a man of God, and this man of God was younger than me, God is, he set him apart, that, by him setting him apart, he's downloading another level of wisdom in him. So if I don't understand, there's another level of understanding I need to get to. So I would say, Lord, take me to that level of understanding. And every time, I kid you not, I would actually get more enlightened. As opposed to, man, that don't make no sense, that's stupid. I don't know why we're doing that, right? Have, have you ever tried, hey, Lord, take me to that understanding? That's how I, that, that, that's how I grow up now. I continue to grow because I'm like, Lord, take me to that understanding. I, I ain't never been at that level. I don't even see things that way. Or that's deep. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, so, so you want to challenge yourself. The scripture says in Matthew 22, 29, Matthew 22 and 29, it says you do err not knowing the scriptures. Look, look, and the power in them. Listen, listen. It says you do err. Not knowing the scriptures first and the power in them. You think it's just black and white words. It's power in that word. You could decree a thing and it shall be established. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. You speak faith-filled words, things move. Because it says my word won't go out and return to me void. It'll accomplish what I sent it to do in Isaiah 55, 11. So he says you, the way you're erring you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power in them. So you're still playing off of what they say. You're still playing off of CNN, ESPN. You know, you're still playing off of these things. And th those aren't bad venues for entertainment. But you can't guide your life off of that stuff. You guide your life off of the word. And you, you can tell yourself, I'm not a reader. No, if you're honest with yourself, you haven't been a reader.
that don't mean you can't be a reader. You see what I'm saying? Like we've almost checked out. Like I, I was saying earlier today, like I haven't arrived. I'm always evolving. I'm always trying to find out what I don't know, not try to prove what I do. I'm always trying to find out what I don't know, not trying to prove what I do. I'm, every day when I wake up, let me discover what I don't know, not try to prove what I know. Because what I know has got me to this point. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm content, but I'm not satisfied. So for me to get satisfied, I'm going to have to know more than I've already known. Even though it's excruciating, even though I'm pretty exhaustive as it is. But there's so much more I can learn. And this is the thing. What I said was earlier today, and I'll tell you this now, I'm, I haven't arrived. I'm always growing. I'm always learning. I'm always uh, uh, figuring stuff out. But this is the thing. Some of us may not walk around like they've arrived, but we actually check out as if we're finished. Like where I'm at is the only place I can ever be. So we, we unintentionally punk people to stay up off me. Oh, oh, what's your line? Back up off me. That's if you be at the house, you'd be like, baby, back up off me, back up off me. <laughs> but we're unintentionally telling people what? Back up off me. I'm good where I'm at. It's too late. Based on what? Based on you being uncomfortable or based on God, what God can do through you. So we're delaying stuff that we don't even have to. We could just stretch ourselves. All you got to do is next best step from here, next best step from here, next best step from there. Start. Start. Be consistent in the small things. You want to learn a computer? Be consistent in the, the simple part of the computer. Be, master that and then go to the next level. Don't, don't, don't look at time. Don't, ah, I got to rush. Oh, I got to get. No, just, just, ah, I'm going to just start doing something that I haven't done. You're going to wake up and, and turn around and be like, and I'm pretty good with this computer thing. Y'all might not realize this because y'all know I'm techie, but this was the first person on the computer. I'm a composition, I was a composition notebook guy. I told y'all this earlier when we met and people used to try to get me to use planners, computers. I was like, man, but I gotta take the time to remember to put it in there. Man, I just rather keep it in my head, you know, cause I kept a lot of stuff in my head and then I used notebooks. So she was the first one to get a computer. She stayed up all night figuring the computer out. Pass the mail. <laughs> I wasn't, right, you're right. I wasn't, I wasn't fooling with a computer at all. And didn't care. Matter of fact, I had this pride like, man, I'm not trying to do everything everybody doing. So like, compute, was that an amen? I, you know, computers, emails. I'm like, man, ain't nobody checking no emails, you know. And the trip is, I got on that computer. Ain't that right? She asking me how to use the computer. But before I knew it, I'm a computer guy. I'm a graphics guy. I'm a, you know, all types of stuff now. But I learned the system. The simple is, the system is, it's agonizing at first. But agony don't last long. Yeah, so then it becomes appetizing. Then it becomes amusement or pleasure. And once I learned that system, I was like, I just got to get through the agony, man. Got to get through the agony. <laughs> then I'm going to have an appetite, but, 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 you know, sometimes you have an appetite, but you don't feed yourself. So I have an appetite to do the right thing, but I'm not feeding myself. Then it crossed over to amusement. Man, it's a pleasure to be doing some of these things. I was telling them, uh, the youth, like, I enjoy doing graphics. But I'm going to tell y'all right now, I, I never did graphics before we started this church. And what happens is people kept, some people were disappointing me. You know, do something for me, didn't do the wrong color, then they want to follow up and use their money to give me the right color. Then some people are technically sound, but they're not creative. So I was like, man, I just need some a little more creative creativity than that. And the Lord was like, why are, you, why are you complaining? Learn how to do it. And so I just took my time, started learning how to do it. And, and, and I was willing to look bad. So you go back and look at some of the early graphics, you'd be like, probably, probably was a better way to do that, bro. But I, I, I'm not worried about what anybody thought. I was just, this is where I'm at right now. And I put it out there. It's public. You can go look it up. You know, so people can still say, what in the world? Was, this dude don't know what he's doing. And some people said that, that were more skilled. Like, all you do is this. I, there was a, a person who used to go to the church. They'd be like, that's eh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Then I'd do something else. I'd do something else, and they'd be like, oh, you, you did a pretty good job with that one. 
They weren't t telling me why it was right or why it was wrong. They was just like, you did a good, pretty job. So, but, but I didn't, you asked the person, I, I didn't get offended. I just got better. I, I had to go through the agony, right? And so that's, that's what we have to do. Um, listen, you know, we, when we teach this word, you know, I was talking about this earlier, to be up on this platform, um, I, I remember my wife was saying one man of God thought they just want to do what I'm doing. Like, you know, maybe this, maybe this person may or may not be. I, I'm, I'm not sure how they think. I, I didn't sit with them. Maybe they see it as a rock star thing. You know, if you were a pastor or something like that. We don't see it that way. It's service. And listen, it, it, it can be agonizing at times because people are fighting against what they need. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, and sometimes, and sometimes people's fight is not just, man, oh, come on, pastor, man. And you can go with that. But sometimes what they'll do is they'll discredit you. Because if they can discredit you, then they don't have to receive what you're saying. So they'll spend their whole time looking for chinks in your armor. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll save you the trouble. If you're looking for chinks in my armor, you're going to find them. So now that we got that out the way, there's just all types of chinks because I'm still evolving. But I'm going to tell you right now, I take all the chinks, I take all the cracks, I take the vessel the way it is, and I offer it to God to make sure you get what you're supposed to get. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, but it can be agonizing at times. I mean, listen, somebody will come for help and give you a whole case. Every time, every, okay, so what about this? Well, I don't know about this. What about this? What about this? I mean, it's happened like hundreds of times. Hundreds. I mean, you know, some of y'all may do that. You may think, are you talking about me? No, it has happened hundreds of times. But it's not, the people aren't being evil. It's, 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 it's agonizing. You know what I'm saying? It's just agonizing. And so sometimes I, 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 I want to say to myself, okay, listen, if you don't want to do it, fine. But do you have to pick like an all-star team with you not to do it? You know, you know what I mean by that? Like, you don't want to do it, but then you got to, I got to find somebody else, poison their perspective, because I don't, I'm not confident doing this on my own. And so a lot of times I'll be like, you know, if you don't want to do it, don't. But don't hurt other people to pacify your compromise. Because you don't want to embrace the agony. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and, and I get it, man. It's, it's, Jesus went through it. You know they yelled, crucify him, right? Jesus. You know, Judas betrayed him, right? There was a time he was teaching, and, and the level, because Jesus kept going to levels too. Like he, it said he kept waxing strong in wisdom and understanding, that's what the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, I think, believe verse 52. So he got to a point where he kept increasing in wisdom. So sometimes he taught us, like, man, this dude's teaching one of the authority, but obviously it didn't overwhelm him to a point where they didn't follow him. As he kept increasing, he got to a point he was teaching and said, many stopped following him never again. It wasn't, no, no, not two. Jesus had people stop following him. Jesus Christ, our Savior. He had people yelling, crucify him. So that helps me to go, well, if they were yelling, crucify Jesus, then they might be like, crucify, crucify Keith, crucify him. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell me the truth. Who does he think he is? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you have to understand that. It's, 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 so for us on this end, it's agonizing too. But we got to press through the agonizing where it becomes an appetite, where it becomes an amusement or a pleasure. They fought against the very one that was giving them the words of life. A lot of times we're fighting against the very one that God is using to give you the words of life. All because you don't want to deal with the agony. So how do I get this wisdom? How do I get it? Uh, James chapter 5 says ask. How do I get understanding? It says ask in faith, not wavering. Verse 8 says the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. James 1, um, 5 through 8. If you, if, you, if you study out the Old Testament, you know how they built those temples? Now think about it. We, we're just modern technology, right? You can Google it, right? Yeah, we was at, uh, we was at uh, Sabrina's house yesterday. I didn't get what she was saying, but we were talking about something. She says, well, you know, I just wanted to ask Google. So I'm like, you only got your phone in your hand. 
Well, she said, oh, Google's over there in the corner. <laughs> so she's like, Google, how far is such and such? Google started answering, you know. So we got modern technology. Like, honestly, if you don't know, you got an advisor at the house <laughs> or on your phone. Like, you can just Google it, right? Or, or my wife, you can ask Siri. You understand what I'm saying? What do you think, what did they do back in the day? And the scripture says what happened is a lot of people that were building these temples and things like that, it said God endowed them, imparted into them understanding. It says, it says where they were able to do stuff no one's ever did. When Solomon was building the temple, God imparted into them a level of understanding that no one has ever seen. They were crafting. He's in the construction. This is probably would be impossible now. Well, they may can do it with a machine, but they, they carved out those stones. No machines. And they could just set them in place. And it was a solid structure. It says when they built the temple, there was no hammering, no cutting, no nothing. They just start setting stuff. You know, the, the level of wisdom it took for them to carve out the thing. You know, you, you ever been over, my, my, niece, my cousins was just overseas, but yeah, you know, the stuff that they build is like phenomenal. Like, like, like way beyond, I mean, 80 foot ceilings, you know, like, like how do they get up there and put the artwork up there? You know, like, you know, it's phenomenal. But look, endowed with understanding. So what the adversary said is the more understanding they get, the more powerful they are to show God's glory, as Pastor Mel was saying, right? As the praise team was singing, right? And so what I have to do is blind their minds so they don't understand. And they'll be confused. They'll be frustrated. They'll be so frustrated, they'll get thirsty. They'll, get, they'll be so thirsty, they'll take my drink. They'll take my, my drink. They'll take my smoke. They'll take my porn because they don't understand. They can't see afar off, as it says in 1 Peter. So they're frustrated. They think, well, I better enjoy this moment because I have nothing to look forward to. But if you know what you, what's, what's set before you, you would not compromise what you're doing right now. If you knew how what you're doing right now is destroying what's in you and what you have to do in the future, you wouldn't be playing around. Now, back in the day, you had parents that would protect you from these things. But right now, in this day and age, some of us got to protect ourselves. Right? So we can understand. Like, like honestly, your, your, your house paid off or your bills paid off is just understanding. I, I was listening to Stella. Stella was like, man, we started to be more diligent in tithing or increase our tithing or something. You know, I, I, you know I, I'm paraphrasing. Right? She says, uh, I, if we look around and we ain't got, you know, your bills are at zero, right? She said, the bills ain't never been at zero. And she was like, she was, over here, she was in tears over here like, man, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> they just got a new car outside. <laughs> what, what, what I'm saying, she says, there's so many things happening. It's just so many. She said, she said, we were ministering to the person in the finance department. But there was a time they wouldn't have been ministering to the person in the finance department. They'd have been sitting around worried if, if, if they're going, you know, get the credit or something. She says it was so easy. See, when you grow in understanding, things are easy. Right? And that, that's why it's important. Uh, First Kings 3. First Kings 3. And, 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 you know, I didn't realize when, I, when the Lord told me to teach this, I didn't realize this has been something. One of the things I probably studied the most uh, and didn't realize it. Like, I, you know, it's been so long ago. I mean, of course, I've taught it before, but I'm saying it's been so long ago when I exhaustively got into this. But this is how it all started. This is how it all began for Pastor Keith right here. And hopefully today, this is how it all will begin for you. So we got 1 Kings 3. Verse 3. And Solomon loved the Lord. First thing is he loved the Lord, Right. Walking in the statues of David, his father. His father had instructed him to walk in the word, right? It says, only he sacrificed and burnt uh, incense in high places. He's around all these crazy women at one time. 
This is verse 4. It says, And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. And a thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer that, uh, to the altar. And in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. Sometimes God got to get us when we're unconscious because when we're conscious, we will second guess what he's saying. It says, and God said, and God said, ask what I shall give thee. I know you love me. Ask what I shall give thee. Solomon said, thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy. As uh, Stella was talking about earlier today. According as he walked, according as it says, it shows my, my servant David, my father, great mercy. According as he walked before thee in truth, in righteousness, in uprightness of heart with thee. It says, and thou hast kept for him this Thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. So Solomon's saying, like, you, you afforded me to sit here because of the favor from my dad. And now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, his father. Like, I'm the next person to take over. It says, I am but a little child. In terms of how I process things, I know not how to go or to come in. So he embraced the reality. Now, I don't know what to do. I'm a king. He's already a king, right? He said, man, I don't know what to do. He dealt with it instead of trying to act like a king, right? Uh, what verse was that? Eight, uh, seven. So eight. It says, and thy, it says, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. He says, give therefore thy servant, look, an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this thy so great people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon asked this thing. And God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing, Thou hast not asked for thyself long life, neither has asked riches for thyself, nor has asked the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lord, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee, like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be am among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And, and this is the only thing he, gave, he added a condition to. He says, and if thou will walk in my ways and keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. So here Solomon had an opportunity to ask for whatever he wanted. And he asked for what, you know, I heard uh, Melissa and Justice was talking about helping people yesterday. He asked what he would need to help people. He said, this is a great people. I need a whole lot of understanding to guide them properly. You know, their life is in my hands. And God said, man, because you were thinking about my people and you asked for understanding and wisdom, I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for. I'm going to give you the wealth. First of all, you have to understand it, so you made a hand of the wealth. And if you keep my commandments, I'll lengthen your days. See, he had a condition to that because he learned, I can't be lengthening people's days and they're not going to keep my commandments. You understand what I'm saying? The other things were no condition. He gave him the understanding because he asked. He, he gave him riches that he didn't ask for. This should be our pattern. Some of us are only focusing on riches. Some of us only want to be here. Oh, I just don't want to die. I just don't want to die. What about getting understanding? When I read this passage, it changed my life. I prayed this prayer for myself back in the 90s. And, and, and I kept studying out understanding. Psalm 119, 98, through the words you get understanding. You have more understanding than the ancients, than your enemies, than even the teachers. The inspiration of the Almighty giveth understanding. Job 32 8. We already read with all thy getting, get understanding. So don't think we're teaching this because it's just a, a, a cute sermon. This is what we've been missing. And some of it has been our default to shut down, our default 
to run when God is trying to get us the very thing that's going to facilitate what we really want. Because some of us really want riches. Keep it on the kid, on the real. <laughs> but we, we're trying to get riches and run from understanding. It just don't happen. Like, like it's, 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 a, it's a simple pr- principle. The scripture says in Psalms uh, 53, 4 and 5, it says, there was fear where no fear was. That's the person that gets overwhelmed. Why, why are you afraid? It's just an opportunity to understand. It's going to be agonizing at first. It's going to be hard. But why, why, why did you add fear? And then attack. You know, because some people have fear and they run. But some people have fear and they attack. Well, you trying to, uh, uh, what did you say earlier? You was like, uh, somebody come and tell you the truth. But you, you know it's the truth, but you're like, what you trying to say? You trying to say I'm fat? You trying to say this? Like, what you trying to say I'm stupid? No. I'm trying to give you information. Not I, but I'm speaking in general. The person's trying to give you information so you'd understand. And it may take some patience to harmonize with that understanding. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it's easy to get overwhelmed or to, or to be double-minded. The scripture says the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. We went over that on the, the spiritual calculation teaching that we taught on Wednesday nights. How we, we calculate too much. We're, not, we're supposed to be focused on the only thing, not everything. And that's why sometimes it's hard for us to understand. The scripture says in, in Matthew 6.22, Matthew 6.22, Matthew 6.22, I'm just repeating niggas sometimes. Um, it says, if your eye be single. What it's saying is locked in, not all over the place. It calls the evil eye when you're, when you're considering everything. Scripture says, be anxious for nothing. Think on these things. What it's saying, be worried for nothing. Don't just keep processing through all this stuff. You're not, you'll never understand. Not because you're evil or you're weak. It's, it takes an effort to understand. It takes an effort to be focused. You know that, right? It's hard. Like, you know, coming out of the world and people trying to give me the word and stuff like that. When I was in the world, man, because my BC days, you know, um, was doing some things I wasn't supposed to do. I'll just say it that way. And so it was hard to focus, man. One, I was impairing my vision. So, so a lot of times, I, I was paranoid. You know, I, I could have a basic conversation. And in a basic conversation, I done assumed what everybody thought. And it was all negative. I ain't interviewed nobody. I didn't talk to nobody. I'm in my own head. I'm calculating the wrong things, man. And so it was kind of hard for me to process. They, they said that to me because they think I don't know what I'm talking. What you trying to say? You know, a person say, well, you look nice today. I don't normally look nice because uh, I have a, 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 a pair of slacks on and a shirt. I didn't look nice when I had on sweats the other day. That's how I used to be rolling with folks. I, so I understand because I, some of y'all roll like that. Have rolled like that. I'm not confessing that for your future. So I understand. You're, like, you, you're thinking about too much. And we got to cast down those imaginations or all those calculations and bring every thought and obedience to Christ Jesus. Uh, this is the last thing I'll give you. I'll give you the scripture. Uh, well, I'll give you two scriptures. You can write them down. Luke 10, 41 and Job 3, 25. Luke 10, 41 and Job 3, 25. 10, 41, that's Mary and Martha. And it says Mary was troubled or cumbered about doing many things. But it says Martha was focused on the needful thing. And that was the word. Job 3.25 is the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. Not greatly faithed, but greatly feared. Right? So a lot of times that, that great fear of focusing on all those things, that's what's creating this overwhelming focus for us. That's why we're drowning. Um, Siobhan says something. Uh, we were talking. We were talking with the, them this week. And you were talking about drowning. And you said... You know, you saw a picture of drowning and how the person kept coming up for air to breathe. And what I got out of that was uh, when you're drowning, you're overwhelmed. And when you, when, you, when you keep trying to come up the air to breathe, you're getting your spiritual oxygen. The Holy Spirit is feeding you what you need to understand. You know, but, but if we keep allowing ourselves to sink and be overwhelmed and drown you know, and all these other things... We're stealing our opportunity to pick up momentum. 
You can't accelerate in the fog. You just can't do it. And so we have to do what the interest of the word bringeth light. It gives understanding to the simple. And we, we went over the levels of intelligence. At the lowest level of intelligence, the word brings light and understanding there. Psalms 119, 130. Interest of the word bringeth light because we're in a fog sometimes. You have just been in a fog. I, you know, you'd be at work, be like, man, they're they going to fire me because I don't know. This is just too much. Start the day off with the word. I guarantee you, it seems like everything just makes sense. All right? Just stand on your feet. That's enough. <laughs>